Good afternoon, everybody. I am Jeffrey Meldon, founder of Meldon Law, welcoming you to a special edition of Meldon Law and Friends. We have got a great show for you today. Uh, I just want to remind everybody uh, that we also have a radio show every Saturday on WSKY 97.3 FM called uh, Law Talk Live. It's uh, 19 years. We're actually in our 20th year uh, right now. And uh, every Saturday at 1030, uh, it's a call-in show. We'll help you with any legal issues that you have. And uh, we are really uh, excited to uh, be entering our 20th year on the air. Of course, uh, Meldon Law and Friends' podcast uh, is now entering our second year, uh, and we're very excited about that. Thank you for uh, everyone to listening and watching uh, the show. It's uh, very exciting for us to be able to bring these incredible people from the community on the show and talk about things that are really meaningful uh, to the North Central Florida community. Uh, we have a volleyball tournament uh, coming up. I think the Gators are in the regionals. Check our Facebook page, Meldon Law. We always have ticket giveaways, uh, and we will continue to do that. Uh, we're waiting to see what happens as far as the Gators uh, and their uh, bowl game, uh, and I'm sure we'll have some tickets for the uh, Gators whenever uh, we find out what bowl game they're going to. So, uh, that's what's going on at uh, Meldon Law. Um, our firm was founded in 1971, and uh, we help uh, people who have uh, been victims of accidents help put their lives back together. And uh, our guest today is Sherry Houston. And in many ways, Sherry, you help people put their lives back together as well. We absolutely do. Mm -hmm. And it's truly a pleasure to be with you today. Well, thank you very much. So you are the executive director of the Ronald McDonald House. Tell us a little bit about that. It's an honor to be an, the executive director and to serve families who have a child who's seriously ill. So our house has been built in 1940. I have been the executive director now for seven years, and that seven years has truly just flown by. When was the Ronald McDonald House in Gainesville built? In 1982. Oh, wow. So you're almost 40 years old. I know. Well, the house is. I'm older than that. <laughs> you are? Oh, I, I would have been I thought you were in your 30s still, but that's okay. So I remember, I've been here since 1970, so I remember when the Ronald McDonald House was built, it was right near the VA hospital, mm -hmm. kind of right behind it, right? That's correct. We're still there. And you're still there. And the Ronald McDonald House is uh, such an important uh, uh, feature of the community because uh, UF Health is a uh, you know nationwide uh, uh, hospital system, and people come from all over uh, the country uh, to come to Gainesville to uh, visit and uh, get treated by some of the best doctors in the world. So uh, can you tell our listeners and viewers who aren't really familiar with Ronald McDonald House, uh, what your mission is and what you do. So the Ronald McDonald House keeps families close to their seriously ill child. And they, we do that with two different programs. We have a family room that's located on the 10th floor of UF Health, Shands Children's Hospital, truly an oasis within the hospital environment. Last year, we had to close our family room due to COVID, and we found a very creative way to serve families sitting bedside. So we have diaper bags that are about this big, this wide. We fill them with non-perishable microwavable meals, sweet and salty snacks, some fuzzy socks, and families are able to pretty much eat their way through these comfort bags. The really cool thing, Jeffrey, is that last year we delivered over 980 of those bags. And wow. so far this year, we've, de we've delivered over 1,400 of those bags. And we work directly with the pediatric social workers. So we make sure that every mommy and daddy sitting bedside is able to get one of these bags and feel the impact and love from our community. Because the cool thing is, these bags are fully funded by people in our community. We have not spent one penny of our operating budget to fund 
all those non-perishable microwavable meals, the sweet and salty snacks, the power bars, they have all come from donations from people in our community. So that's one program. The second program, which is what we're really well known for, is our 31-bedroom house. We're at 100% occupancy 365 days a year because of the preeminent doctors at our children's hospital. So we are an indefinite stay house, which means when you get a room, you keep that room until your child is discharged, either discharged to God and they pass or discharged to the family. So the longest family that's been with us is 18 wow. months. Jeffrey, wow. can you imagine what it feels like to be ripped out of your entire support system and you don't even have a, a true home to stay and our house becomes your home? Now, are these um, folks, folks that um, need the financial assistance as far, you know, that they can't just afford to go rent a big house and, or a nice uh, suite at a hotel? That is a misperception. We serve any family who wants to stay close to their seriously ill child. So it doesn't matter your socioeconomic status. What it matters is that you have a seriously ill child at UF Health Shands Children's Hospital and you want to, um, you can pass a criminal background check because we do criminal background checks on all of our families and you want to abide by the rules in our house. And one of the rules is you must visit your child in the hospital. And there are some families who can't abide by those rules and we do ask families to leave because being at the Ronald McDonald House is not a right, is a privilege. So one of the missions then is to make sure that the uh, connection between the child and the family is preserved even while the child is going through some very difficult uh, medical procedures. Absolutely. The number one diagnosis of a family whose child is with us is a heart. So whether it's heart surgery or waiting for a heart to be implanted into a child. So the average length of stay at our house is approximately nine months. So can you imagine nine months being away from your support system and your other family members? Yeah, I mean, it's mind boggling. We take a lot of things for uh, granted and, uh, you know, I try every morning to, uh, you know, think about what I have, uh, you know, to be grateful for. And, uh, you know, the ch those folks, you know, are going through incredible challenges. They are. They start with real lives like you and I have, and then they lose their jobs, they lose their health insurance, and life starts to spiral down around them. And it's so incredibly sad to see. And, then, and you're there to at least provide them the opportunity to be near their child while their child's going through these uh, uh incredible, incredibly difficult challenges. What are some of the other common uh, reasons why uh, families wind up at uh, staying at the Ronald McDonald House? We see a lot of multiple births. And in fact, we have three families in our house that had twins. Can you right. imagine? There must be something in the water right <laughs> now. Uh, it's, it's really incredible. One is from Panama City, one is from Orlando, and one is from Miami right now. Were and these preemies? Yes, all three of the children were preemies. Two are sets of two little girls, and the other is a little boy and a little girl. So they're going to they're there while the uh, preemies are growing strong enough and healthy enough to be out on their own. Absolutely, and we're one of the few houses that have a pumping room, so mom is able to express her breast milk because breast milk is truly like gold for these little babies. Mm -hmm. And then mom will take that over, um, ride the tram over to the hospital, and then uh, meet with their baby and be able to feed their baby at any time of the day or night. Oh, I, yeah, that's right, because the mother is discharged from the hospital, but the babies aren't, so you need to go back and forth. Well, the neat thing about the Ronald McDonald House is it's very close to UF Health, and and I didn't know there was a tram, but that makes sense, right? And and you can uh, either take the tram or take a, a, a walk and uh, go back and forth, so it it's, uh, you know, must be extremely... Uh, important for these young mothers who are, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, premature babies who are, you know, sometimes they're, you know, pound and a half, two pounds. We consider those micro preemies and they literally fit into your hands. Their diaper, Jeffrey, looks like 
a Band-Aid. Can you imagine that? Wow, wow. So how, so what's the smallest of the preemies that uh, any of the mothers have had? We had a family a couple of weeks ago that had a 1.5 pound baby. And that family is still, it's just one baby. Um, and that family is still with us right now. And that baby, it's a little girl, and she's thriving and doing really well. Uh, that's amazing. You know, there's been so much progress as far as dealing with, you know, premature babies uh, in the last, you know, 30, 40 years. It's just been incredible. What are some of the other um, folks that commonly visit uh, Ronald McDonald House? As sad as it is, cancer. A lot of children are going through experimental cancer treatment. And right now we have several children who are going through outpatient treatment. So mom and dad and the child will be at the house. The child goes over for that treatment. Sometimes that treatment will take them down to their very um, core, and the child will stay in the hospital for a day or two. And then the child um, feels well, come back to the Ronald McDonald House, and then start that treatment process all over again. Wow. And so um, those situations, you know, I, I've been over to Sheehan's over the years a number of times, and I know that there's an incredible cancer uh, research program, and they, there's a lot of uh, um, research that's on the forefront around the world right here in Gainesville, Florida. And, uh, I, you know, it's wonderful that at least, you know, un, under you know, some of the darkest times for a family. I mean, I, I, you know, to me, you know, losing a child is probably, you know, the, uh, about the worst thing that could happen to anyone. And, uh, you know, the fact that Ronald McDonald House is there to provide a place for the families to be together. And if it's a good outcome, great. And if it's not such a good outcome, at least the, out, the experience is made a little better. Absolutely. And so you, you've been doing this for seven years. I how did, have. How did you get? How did you get involved with uh, the Ronald McDonald House? I, my husband and I moved to Gainesville 34 years ago. He teaches at the University of Florida. He teaches finance, and it took me 34 years to find my true home. And now I have found the Ronald McDonald House, and I can't imagine being anywhere else. Well, that's really um, you know exciting because for those of you that haven't um, lived in Gainesville. Uh, it's a very special um, place. It, I call it a village because we we have a way in Gainesville of taking care of uh, uh, the, the folks that uh, live here as well as people uh, that visit either, you know, to come to UF Health or for other reasons. And uh, as a matter of fact, my daughter and, and son-in-law are visiting. My daughter, of course, grew up here. And uh, my son-in-law... Um, you know, they live down in Miami. He's been up here a bunch of times, but every time he comes up here, he says, there's something about Gainesville. He says that, you know, it really grows on you and really, you know, he's starting to walk around and see all these places. So um, do you do you make uh, opportunities for the families to get out and do things when they're able? We do, and we've got great partnerships with the Cade Museum and other, the Gainesville Health and Fitness. So these partnerships in the community allow our families to get out and to socialize and to have some sense of normalcy in their life. I mean, it must be, I mean, what do you do, you know, when your your, your child is, you know, in the hospital for, you know, months at a time, and, you know, it's like all of a sudden, you know, your normal life, you know, get up, go to work, have the weekends, you know, uh, all that's, you know, changed. Everything is uh, different. So uh, we are going to be back, and we are going to be talking with Sherry Houston at the Ronald McDonald House after this one-minute break. We'll be back on Melden Law and Friends. Albert, Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. We still hear it, the sound of victory, the joy of being part of something great. 
And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, and uh, it's our pleasure to uh, be here with Sherry Houston uh, from the Ronald McDonald House. Again, I want to uh, encourage everybody to check out our Facebook page, Melden Law. We're giving away uh, great um, tickets for all the uh, Gator athletic events as well as other special prizes. By the way, our newsletter... Um, which is Melden Law Talk, is uh, uh, coming hot off the press uh, this coming week. Uh, you should really uh, subscribe to it. You can just go to uh, uh, MeldenLaw.com, which is our website, and subscribe to it or call the office at uh, 1-800-373-8000. And uh, we are giving away um, 25 gift certificate, $25 gift certificates to the first um, 200 people that uh, ask for them to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, where we are broadcasting from, Sherry. And uh, every, uh, every holiday season, Meldon Law likes to uh, spread a little bit of cheer. And uh, for those of you that have not been to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Uh, it's an amazing museum, amazing restaurant. We're here in the podcast room, and it is an absolute unique experience. And we want to um, have everybody have the opportunity uh, to come to Spurrier's. We uh, we know that you'll uh, enjoy the experience. So uh, again, our friends at uh, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill have really uh, gone out of their way, and uh, it's our way of uh, thanking uh, the community uh, by giving away uh, our special gift certificates. Again, uh, you can call the office and just uh, get on the mailing list for the newsletter, um, 1-800-373-8000, or go to meldenlaw.com, and uh, you can just do it online. Anyhow, I'm talking with uh, Sherry Houston, uh, from the Ronald McDonald House. And I understand we have a big event coming up next Monday uh, at the Cade Museum. Can oh, you my tell, gosh. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. So if you like to be creative, this is the event for you. So it's called Build a House for the House. It's a gingerbread house competition. You will have an hour to take a gingerbread kit to build some type of, I call it, monstrosity. Um, you can compete as an individual. You just mm. build your own little house. Or you compete as a team of people, of eight people. So you can do this as a great team building for your office. And we have some fabulous judges who will walk around after that hour to determine whether your thing is dazzling or not. And even I get to choose if someone does something dazzling because okay. I'm one of the judges. So I'm very excited. This is... so. The Cade Museum is near and dear to my heart. Uh, that's where um, I got married. Uh, oh! <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, Patricia and I were married there June thirtieth, um, see, two years ago, two thousand nineteen. Congratulations! And, and the Cade Museum, for those of you that haven't been there, is an absolute jewel. Uh, it, it's an incredible museum of innovation. Uh, Dr. Robert Cade. Um, was a uh, inventor of Gatorade, but did a lot more, th uh, a lot more than just that at uh, UF Health. And uh, his family saw fit to uh, start the Cade Museum. So it starts at 11:30 on Monday morning, correct? It does. UF Health is our presenting sponsor, and we have Taste Elegant Catering is going to be providing box lunches. We have some adult lubrication for people to become a little bit more creative. And it should be a, an afternoon of fun and festivities. So it's 11.30. When does the judging take place? Uh, the, we cut the ribbon to all the um, little kits at 12.15. And people have an hour to build whatever they're going to build. And people bring in suitcases full of stuff. I mean, it's something worth seeing. And then judging starts at 1.30. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. So they don't have to be edible. There's many different categories. There's the most dazzling. There's one that would be, be um, best by Betty Crocker. Um, there's actually the home wrecker. Jeffrey, this is the coolest thing. So if you work really hard to make your beautiful kit and your beautiful house, guess what happens? It implodes. And you know what? You could win a prize for that. Oh, wow. I know. We have people who start to cry because their house implodes. And now you can win a prize. Well, so if the house implodes, is that because of the construction technique? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe too much lubrication. <laughs> so, I mean, are, are, are we baking anything? Oh, God, no, 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 no. We have the kits right there. And so you take your kit and you build something. So either you take your, all eight of your kits and you build a whole thing. You could build a yeah. fire station. You could build a Ronald McDonald house. You could build a UF Health. Or you take one of your kits and then you build something that you want to build yourself. But you can bring outside influences in. Oh, yes. In fact, <laughs> I have people probably right now who are working diligently to find out ways that they can win. Okay, I got it. Well, I like that. I, I'm going to have to run back to uh, the office and let our team know that uh, uh, for lunchtime, uh, there's an alternative next Monday. So the deal is it, it officially opens at 1130. However, if somebody wants to get a table or, or there's sponsorships available. How do people get involved with sponsorships? Please go to our website. Call me. You can tell I love to talk, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we can make that happen for you. We don't, we don't take walk-ins that day. So you can't just walk in and say, oh, I'm here to build a gingerbread house. We'd like to know ahead of time. So we have the kits available okay. for you and so, a seat. So let's start. Um, what's the website? www.rm hcncf.org. So that sounds like Ronald McDonald House, North Central Florida. <laughs> Ronald McDonald House Charities, North Central Florida, okay. RMHC. Ronald McDonald House Charities, North Central Florida. And just take the first letter of each of those and you will get to the website. You will. <laughs> but if you Google Ronald McDonald House in Gainesville, Okay, I suspect it will come up, right? It does. Yes, it does. <laughs> and what's the phone number if anybody wants to, uh, you know, get involved? 352-374-4404. And if you want to talk to me, because I love to talk, my extension is 230. Um, my manager's number is 222. That's an easy number to remember. And we can answer any questions and get you all fitted for a gingerbread kit on Monday to win a dazzling prize. Okay. So if anybody is uh, listening or watching and wants to get involved in sponsorships, are there sponsorships available still? There are sponsorships available. Absolutely. There's teams of just one table of eight. There's two tables of eight. Of course, UF Health is my only presenting sponsor, so there, you can't present anymore. Good. I'm glad that uh, UF Health is backing us. But listen to this. You can uh, be a gingerbread cottage sponsor. Uh, you get reserved seating for eight at one table, a logo on the event website, a logo at the event, and four custom limited edition aprons. Now, that sounds really exciting. <laughs> the aprons are really cool. They have mm -hmm. our logo on them. They wash really well. They have really nice pockets. Um, so hopefully you'll use them in your real life and cook something dazzling in your own kitchen. Well, we actually have an apron station in our kitchen, okay? <laughs> you were meant to be in my life. <laughs> my wife, we have a big open kitchen, you know. We have our dining room and kitchen combined. So we're always, and, and wherever we travel, like, you know, we collect aprons. So that would be perfect. I'm going to have to make sure that uh, Patricia... Yes. Uh, you know, uh, joins me over there. This is going to be really fun. So we have uh, next Monday, uh, that's December 8th, and, and it is uh, called Build a House for the House. So this raises money for the Ronald McDonald House. How'd you get the title, Build a House for the House? Well, you're building a gingerbread house, and you're building for the Ronald McDonald House. So we shortened uh, it to build a house for the house, which is our house. I get it. Now, it takes me a while to catch on, <laughs> Sherry, but I, I do catch on after a while. And then we have another big event coming up February 18th. 
uh, and that's in Graham, Florida, the Sporting Clay Tournament. Uh, could you tell everybody where Graham, Florida is and a little bit about the tournament? Absolutely. So the tournament is being held in February. It is a clay shoot. So there will be teams of four, and you determine who your team of four is. So I don't match you with shooters. You actually bring your shooters with you. And we are endorsed by the Kids and Clays Foundation. So all of the ammunition will be provided for you and your team to shoot the course. It, we have McDonald's providing breakfast. Lunch is provided by Hills Barbecue. There will be an after party. At, uh, there's a morning shoot and an afternoon shoot. There's an after party to celebrate the day. And there are fabulous prizes from Bass Pro Shop. And it's a day of outdoor fun and getting out there to shoot clays, all benefiting our Ronald McDonald House. That event, you might be surprised, usually nets us over $100,000. Wow. So what day of the week is February 18th? Oh, Friday. it says Friday. <laughs> it says right on here, Friday. I, I'm looking at it. But anyhow, so February 18th is Friday. I'm trying to think um, if that's um, President's Day weekend or not, or the weekend before. Anyhow, it doesn't matter because write it on your calendar. Uh, go to the Ronald McDonald uh, website uh, and sign up for the February 18th um, Shooting Clays Tournament 222. It says the 9th 222. 2022. Oh, that's a zero between <laughs> the first two and the second two. So, anyhow, it just goes to show you, I swear to God, if you guys can see this, it looked like 222 to me, but Sherry was uh, very crafty here and she put. <laughs> She put uh, a little bullseye thing in there. This is the ninth annual, um, and uh, we are really excited that this is such a big deal. I'm looking at all the different uh, things going on. Um, you don't want to miss it. And so where's the Bradford Sportsman's Farm? It's outside of Stark, Florida. Okay. So uh, for everybody in north central Florida, um, and, you know, uh, we're going to be, uh, you know, helping uh, Ronald McDonald House, so we want everybody else to join in and participate. This sounds like fun. I know uh, the team at Meldon Law would love to go um, shoot clays. I'd rather have them do that than, uh, uh, you know, something else. <laughs> 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 so anyhow, this is, this is uh, you know, uh, going to be a great event so we got we're going to wrap up the show now sherry um we've got two great events next monday um over at the cade museum uh then we have the um uh two 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 thousand twenty two sporting clay tournament coming up uh i want to thank you very much i encourage everybody to go to the ronald mcdonald website and check the things out. And uh, we look forward to having back, uh, having you back again and join us on Meldon Law and Friends. Thank you so much for having me, Jeffrey. Okay, you're very welcome, Sherry. Bye, everybody. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Meldon Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Albert, Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Meldon Law, we won't back down. The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together. Which is why Meldon Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident. But if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight. And neither do we. 
gosh! I can't even believe this! Look! Look what you have done to my truck! Excuse me, it's your fault, it's not my fault. Yes, it is your fault! I am calling Jeffrey Meldon from Meldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Meldon Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. This person is here! This person is here! New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the game of penalty shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster! Luckily, Melton Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry because Melton Law is going to help you with your recovery. Melton Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. Welcome back to Melton Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden founder of Melden Law, and uh, we are very excited. Uh, Melden Law is in our 50th year now, and uh, we would encourage everybody to uh, check us out. Uh, this is uh, f- our Facebook presentation uh, that's also on YouTube and 39 other audio platforms. Uh, please uh, check us out, Melden Law and Friends. In addition to that, our Facebook page, Melden Law, uh, has lots of great giveaways, and we want to encourage you to uh, go to our Facebook page and see what's going on. The Lady Gators uh, volleyball team is in uh, some uh, regionals right now, and they're going to be playing uh, at home. So check us out. We're going to score some tickets and give them away. Uh, we also are uh, big supporters of uh, anything athletic as far as the Gators go, and uh, we're hoping that uh, when they announce a uh, football uh, championship or football bowl game. No championship in the in in the language for the Gators this year, as far as football goes. However, we got a new coach, and Billy Napier is going to lead us to the promised land once again. So there's always hope uh, when you're a Gator, because uh, you know there's nothing better than being a Florida Gator. So anyhow, let's get back to uh, what's really important. Um, our next guest. Uh, Addison Staples is with a uh, terrific group, Aces in Motion, and I want to welcome you to the show, Addison. Thank you so much. Good. How are you? Well, I am uh, very interested in what you have to say because um, I don't know if you knew this, but we come from a tennis family. I I was just catching up with your son uh, before, and we have a lot of similar tennis connections, yeah. Yeah. So anyhow... um, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, Aces in Motion and uh, sure. how you got involved and how it got started? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again for the opportunity to come speak in, in front of uh, a, a large audience. And so Aces in Motion began about eight years ago um, from a, just a handful of volunteers and um, now current board members that just teaching one day a week in East Gainesville um, and it started off very much as just exposing uh, youth to the game of tennis. And there were some passionate volunteers that invited me to come teach at an elementary school. And that elementary school turned into a middle school. And currently, um, you know, we are a sports-based youth development organization. And what that means is we try to use the game of tennis to instill in them character um, attributes and teach them skills that they can not just learn on the, ten- on the tennis court, but also transfer into the classroom and transfer into their life and hopefully into the career of their choice. So, um, yeah, well, that's, that's kind of in the beginning stages of it where it was primarily tennis because I'm a, a tennis coach by nature and trade, and then... Um, and then, then it graduated into the organization that it is today. Yeah. Now, t- you were talking uh, a little bit uh, earlier uh, before the show started 
that Arthur Ashe actually had something to do with, you know, the whole movement as far as sure. trying to teach kids uh, a little bit about tennis. Uh, and a lot of these were kids that wouldn't normally uh, wind up on a tennis court without some organization like AIM. For sure. Yeah, so what we are is a National Junior Tennis and Learning Center. And what that is is Arthur Ashe and, and a few others did establish that network of organizations and the United States Tennis Association took that on and decided to start funding those those chapters. And so it started, I think, up in the um, Northeast. And now there's probably a NJTL chapter in almost every major city a, a, in the country. There's over, I think, 250 chapters throughout the country. And I think they're collectively they, they serve more than 200 students, under-resourced students, um, in their communities. And so what what he, you know, started was, was a movement of how we can leverage tennis um, for communities that may not have the opportunity due to the financial barrier that tennis can maybe, um, you know, present itself with, whether it be at a country club or um, just the uh, cost of the equipment to play. Yeah, I mean, uh, most people take it for granted that, you know, you can somehow uh, afford to buy a tennis racket and balls and that, you know, there's certainly sports that are more expensive than sure. tennis. However, uh, for a lot of families, that's not even in their, you know, mindset as far as, oh, I'm going to have my kid go play tennis. Right. Yeah. And for, you know, many of our students, it's their first time picking up a racket and, um, you know, it's not something that's stereotypically, um, you know, something that they see or is encouraged um, at their school. And in some, some of them, it may be their first opportunity out of school to play. And so um, one of the things we've also been involved is, is starting a middle school tennis league here with all the local Latchville County uh, schools. So we have run that for the last nine years. Um, you know, it was actually started before I came on as executive director. And oh, so, wow. Um, so, yeah, and so myself and board member now and board president Ann Caterba are, are kind of the founders of Aces of Motion, which um, was the NJTL component of um, Gainesville Area Community Tennis Association, which is the larger umbrella under the United States Tennis Association. So how do, how do the tournaments and, and I mean, and the, you know, the league, how does it work? Yeah, so every middle school that has a parent volunteer gets matched up with a local facility and um, the a local coach, you know, signs on to being their coach for the season, at least giving them practice. And then the parents kind of act as the on-court coaches. And that's how the, um, the tennis league um, operate. And they just, you know, have a number of games and all the local facilities chip in on where they can play and, um, it's a great season. For a, it's a no-cut team, and it's it's just really a great competitive, more fun than serious competition. Um, but it's a lot of them. It's a great way to get a couple hundred kids out on court um, for their first, you know, and prepare them for high school tennis as well. In addition to the sport, which is a great sport and a lot of fun, what are some of the things that uh, you help the kids learn? Uh, in the participation with AIM? Sure. The first few years, it was very much tennis-focused, and we worked on character development and tennis. That was our main focus. And we were probably at about 10 to 13 locations, uh, mainly at schools and other after-school programs, um, and just, you know, provided a tennis component to their existing programs. But after about three or four years of doing that, we, we really started to get to know a few of the students. A lot of the students wanted to take it further, and we decided to open up our own after-school program. And so once we did that about five years ago, we really got into the world of after-school programming and youth development, and specifically sports-based youth development. That that's where my training and my research at as a graduate student at the University of Florida um, came from, and the activities that we do that the kids will do on a weekly basis is one day a week they will do enrichment, um, which is a, a character or a life skill that will have people come in and guest speakers and other exposure trips. Three days a week we do academics. One day a week, they mandatory tennis. And then one of those days, we tried to do a community service aspect to the program. And so in one full week, they will get a full rounded um, kind of exposure to all those different services and activities 
um, but all with the goal of preparing them for college, preparing them for life after high school. And that is our, our goal. And how many locations uh, are you doing that currently? Well, previously, before the pandemic, we were at the University of Florida four days a week in the old Florida gym, if many are you familiar with that, and um, and actually practicing our tennis on the varsity tennis courts right wow. next to... That must have been exciting for the kids. Oh, man. I mean, just being able to be in that, that uh, arena of excellence right next to Brian Shelton, who's been a huge um, champion for us and, and um, has supported us in many, many different ways, um, as well as the women's team, which I think is one of the most, you know, um, decorated national championship sports teams at UF. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I mean, between Andy Brandy and Roland Thornquist, I mean, uh, that's quite a pedigree, huh? Uh, So, I mean, just being around that and being able to expose our students to that level of, um, you know, success and and prestige is is really cool. I think that makes our program very unique. And so, um, yeah, I just couldn't be more thankful about our partnership with the University of Florida. So, but since the pandemic... Um, we have been operating on a number of different locations, primarily TB McPherson Recreational Center in East Gainesville, and now currently we're at the Duval Elementary School, um, and we operate out of about six classrooms out of that school. So where do the kids get to play tennis at? So right now, currently, we're at TB McPherson Park. There's about four tennis courts there that we utilize. I think we just got the green light. I hope I'm not speaking too soon to get back to the <laughs> University of Florida. Um, and that's kind of where we'll, we'll practice, you know, one day a week. And it's a perfect thing because, you know, a lot of UF students ride their bike or walk on over. And we just have a, we have a really great relationship with volunteers we have a one-to-one ratio in the as far as tutors to our kids, and then for on the tennis court, we partner with the UF club tennis team and get a lot of um, volunteers that way as well. How, um, if folks want to get involved with um, the Aces in Motion, um, wh- where uh, what's your website? How do we get uh, people getting involved, and how do they contact you? Sure. Yeah, you can go to our website at acesinmotion.org, and we have all of the information. There's sign-ups um, for volunteers. There's sign-ups to sign your child up for the program, and there's sign-ups for um, anybody looking to join our team, whether it be from a staffing perspective. So all, the, all those sign-ups are on our website. All of our social media, Aces in Motion, all one word, is um, followed by the, the social media platform. And, um, yeah, we're, we, we're always looking for tutors. We're always looking for guest speakers. We're always looking for doors that can be opened for field trips and things like that. And so um, anything that uh, anybody has, time, talent, treasure, we're, we're open to that. And all of that can be found and utilized on our website. You know, it's amazing because I've been involved with the tennis scene in uh, the Gainesville area for, I don't know, 35 years at least. And I was not aware of Aces in Motion. Um, I I think it's because my son, Kerry, um, you know, went on to college where he actually played um, collegiate tennis at William and Mary, which is a Division I school. Yeah. And uh, he really, uh, he, he was very, very into tennis. In 1996, he played number one singles and doubles at uh, Gainesville High School, oh, wow. and they won a state championship. So, we, Yeah, and I, I've, we've known similar. The guy that he actually won that with taught me how to play tennis, and so I owe all my tennis um, to Mike Orensky <laughs> oh, and, and yeah. Marcos Asse. Big shout-out if they hear this podcast. But, um, you know, I was volunteering at the hut at Westside Park and or t- uh, working when there. When Mike was there. When Mike right, was Mike, there, yeah. and all the UF guys were working there, including Marcos. And um, and he was like, let me teach you how to, you know, hit a forehand. That You know, and I went out, and um, I still keep in touch with those guys and let them know that, that they were great inspiration and got me into the game. You know, Marcos was a coach up at, was it Indiana? He's, a, he's up at, I think, Illinois. He's, Illinois. Um, I knew it started with an yeah, I and yeah. who was up north. He's Illinois. doing great, too. I mean, they're killing it, and just uh, he's a great coach. Well, I have to tell you that when Kerry was a junior and senior, um, he won co-son uh, co- uh, tennis player of the year in his junior year 
He was co-tennis player of the year with Carly Assey. Oh, wow. And his senior year, he was co-player of the year with Marcus Assey. And so <laughs> I, we knew the Assey. And Kerry was very competitive. And we had to make sure that he didn't jump over the, the net and punch out one of the brothers <laughs> because they, they were really good. Yeah. And, and the two of and Kerry and the Assay brothers became best friends That's right. um, after that. And, you know, uh, we actually had Carly Assay on uh, the show uh, several months ago. Get out of here. Yeah. It's a small world. So, it's a small world. <laughs> they, were, they were great. Okay, so we are here uh, with Addison Staples from Aces in Motion. Uh, we're going to take a one-minute break, and we're going to be back on Melden Law and Friends. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster. Luckily, Melton Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry, because Melton Law is going to help you with your recovery. Melton Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. We still hear it, the sound of victory, the joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law, and uh, we are really excited. Uh, uh, this week we have uh, Addison Staples from Aces in Motion. You know, Addison, uh, when it comes to tennis, I did not have very many aces, but uh, it's a good aspiration, right? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Shoot for them. Yeah. Have you ever been to the uh, U.S. Open? Yeah, uh, I love going every year. I try to make it up as as many times as I can, but yeah, I've been going for many years now. Well, you know, when you mention Arthur Ashe, uh, I've been up there, I think, four times now. Uh, we went the first time, 1993, and I took my son, Kerry. He was like 15 years old at the time, and then we went back in 1995, and I was just blown away by the whole scene. I mean, people yeah. watch it on TV, but they really don't understand everything that's going on there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, a real special moment was about three or four years ago, we won our Chapter of the Year Award, a national award of um, all the NJTL chapters, which we're a part of. And um, they flew us up there to accept our award, and Billie Jean King was the one who actually presented our award to us at the U.S. Open. It was, it was just a really special moment um, for our organization and just... Um, to be in that you know setting for sure, so it's a, it's a cool place for the, for our listeners and and viewers. Um, make it put it on your bucket list. Go to the U.S. Open. It's always like the last week in August, first week of September when it starts. It goes for two weeks, and it is the most fun. It's not just sitting there watching tennis. It's it's a whole event. It's like a uh, a food fest, a cocktail party, a uh, you meet the nicest people up there. Everybody is, you know, just uh, kind of hanging out, and you can, you know, uh, just you can go on the side courts during the early, um, yeah. the first week, and see incredible tennis, uh, you know, up Court close. Side. Yeah, it's yeah. like you can be five, ten feet away from some of the greatest tennis players in the world. Absolutely, so that's no, a great venue. So anyhow, that's something that. Uh, you know, you can do, and uh, it really is a lot of fun. Uh, getting back to what Aces in Motion is doing currently, I know that uh, with COVID, things are a little bit different. When you get back in full force, though, um, will you be able to be playing tennis around the city on uh, at different courts? Sure, yeah, I mean... So the the way our we have a five day a week after school program for we have about sixty five students in our after school program currently and they come from at least about nine to ten different schools throughout the city and so um, you know as I mentioned we have at least two to three days a week that they get the opportunity to play so middle school and and I also didn't mention that our program is specifically for middle and high school students and so they get in. 
um, to our program no later than sixth or seventh grade, and we stay with them all the way through their middle and high school careers and hopefully um, prepare them for their next journey into college and career. And so, um, yeah, that middle, we, we play all over city courts, UF courts. Um, I was, used to teach locally here, so all of the local clubs, uh, DB, uh, 300 Club, Hale, Gainesville Country Club have graciously opened their, their doors to allow us to come and practice or, or be a part of their club at various um, times and locations. Yeah, so. DB was, is near, near and dear to our heart. Uh, Don and Dave Blair were uh, like uh, surrogate parents for uh, my son because they take Carrie on road trips yeah. uh, when he was playing tennis. In the tennis world, when you get pretty good, then you want to go to um, – these meets that are outside of town, you know, Orlando or Tampa or Miami and a lot of traveling, a lot of traveling. And the Blair, the Blairs, uh, who, who, uh, run DB, uh, racket were, were great about that. They had, it was Mm -hmm. like, they had a little camp of kids, uh, that, you know, uh, they would travel with and go to these. And that's, one of the ways that you get better is playing against really good competition. Yeah, and they still do that till this day. They just had a signing of two students that they've been, um, you know, teaching, and uh, they run a great program over there for youth. So you've been um, around Gainesville for how long? I, I grew, grew up off and on throughout Gainesville pretty much my whole life. So I'm a ACR, as they say, and I'm a I'm a huge Gator fan. And um, so yeah, I've been in, in Gainesville, um, but. The reason I'm back, I, I went off to play college tennis at Methodist University up in North Carolina and worked at various country clubs and, um, you know, settings and then coached for Flagler College in St. Augustine before coming back to get my master's at UF. So um, when I was back getting my master's at UF, that's when I was teaching one day a week in East Gainesville, um, just volunteering my time. And um, that's when I just fell in love um, with East Gainesville for one and, and wanted to be a part of the students that wanted to take tennis to the next level. Yeah. How would you, uh, rank the, the tennis scene in Gainesville compared to other communities? I mean, if you look at historically, um, your son was part of a a great era. If you look back a few years before that, there was, um, a number of professional tennis players that came out of, of Gainesville and, um, so there's a rich history of um, of tennis players that have come out of Gainesville, and so you know um, it's it's pretty unique in that in that aspect. Yeah, I think because the University of Florida is here, and and the tennis uh, greatness uh, stretches a long you know a long way back into you know the '80s and maybe even before. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we're here at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, and if, if you go up to uh, the uh, top, they call it visors, because, of course, Steve Spurrier wore visors. They have um, portraits uh, that James Bates did of every national champion coach at the mm-hmm. University of Florida. And, of course, Brian Shelton yeah. uh, won the national men's championship uh, last year. Yeah. And so he is uh, up there. Uh, but they also have... Uh, you know, uh, Andy Brandy, who I think won maybe three or four national championships as a women's tennis coach. Right. Roland Thornquist uh, has brought home a number as uh, well. Yeah. I mean, you go up there and you go, oh, the University of Florida is, you know, won all these national championships. And I think what it's created is um, a, a special interest in tennis mm-hmm. uh, in a very sports oriented town. Yeah. I mean, and just to brag on Brian a little bit, one of the most, um, you know, just uh, men of integrity that I've ever met in my life and just the, what he's been able to do at University of Florida with men's tennis is just phenomenal. And, um, you know, when he came to uh, Gainesville his first year was the first year that Aces of Motion actually got started. And um, as my naive self just sat down, made an appointment to sat down with him, meet him and just told him our story and you know, he's been on board and been an advocate for us since that first day. And so, you know, just uh, um, and his his son, Ben, is just a phenomenal player. And uh, he actually his son and, and one of our first students that we started with eight years ago 
um, he, you know, just has a really cool relationship, always been super um, warm and, and inviting. And so um, it's just been cool to have that relationship with such a, um, a national championship um, coach like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Father, son, win a national championship oh, together. That's a hell of a story, isn't it? Um, and now Emma, his daughter, is there playing for the women's team. Oh, to, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. She oh, just transferred. So it's it's really cool to, to be able to see that, you know, yeah. what a story. What and, a story. And, you know, getting back to, you know, um, the core of the program as far as teaching life skills. I'd like you to just address that one more time because people don't understand, you know, exactly how sports teaches life skills all the time. What are, what are your thoughts regarding that? Yeah. I mean, um, we all learn in different ways and, um, it's not all the learning isn't done in the classroom. And so if we can transfer some skills like discipline and communication out on the tennis court, for example, our students are required to dress out on tennis days that they come to the program. And if they don't, they, they get a call to their parent on the first strike. And they, and on the second, they get, you know, a a one-on-one and then, you know, but that teaches discipline that teaches responsibility. And how can we transfer that from the, from the court to the classroom and make sure you bring your pen, your paper, your books, your homework, and turn that in. And, and so we, we are specific and intentional on relating those um, lessons that we not only teach on court, but also try to transfer that so that when we do our tutoring sessions the next day, we can, we can make that relationship. And they're like, all right, I guess, I guess if I'm going to do it on the tennis court or I'm going to do it here, then I guess I know how to do it. In, in school, because many of our students, um, you know, need that extra academic support. And so um, that's, you know, our program is 100% free to all of our students. And, and one of the main qualifiers is income. And so, um, you know, we just want to make sure that the character skills that we try to instill in our students um, are able to be transferred beyond the tennis court. You know, that's really um, great, because uh, to be prepared in in sports is uh, very similar to being prepared in the classroom, mm-hmm. and you know you need to make sure that you know you come and you got your shoes and your socks and right. you're dressed out and you're you know uh, uh, y- you know you have to think about it. And when you're really focused in on uh, achieving something, right. uh, you can see changes in people. Yeah, uh, uh, and a lot of um, a lot of the young people uh, may not get all that learning at home and that they need some uh, outside influences to help teach uh, the skills necessary for success. Absolutely. And we also, you know, social-emotional development is also a big component of our program. We have, um, you know, resources such as a mental health counselor and and other things to, to really work through, and we are... Um, a trauma-informed coaching, and it's a it's an extra certification and coaching that you can get as a as a sports coach to really um, be able to handle situations um, that may come up as a result of trauma, whether that be um, students that um, may come from the foster care system or um, or whatever life experiences that brought them to that point, and so. We really do try to um, make it a whole, a holistic program, and a, and and try to really um, look at the whole child and address whatever need that there is, whether it be academic, social, emotional, um, health, um, you know, and and that's kind of it's not just a drop in after school program. Well, Addison, we could go on and on and on. I mean, we, I feel like we're just getting started here on this whole topic because, sure. you know, having. A uh, you know an influence like yourself and uh, the Aces in Motion program in North Central Florida is so uh, uh, important and exciting to hear about. Uh, we'd love to have you back again uh, on Meldon Law and Friends, and I want to thank you very much for everything that you do for the community, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Okay, everybody, it's time to go. I'm Jeffrey Meldon. 
Um, our guest, uh, Addison uh, Staples, is uh, Aces in Motion. Remember to look them up and get involved. If you have any uh, knowledge or interest in tennis, uh, he's always looking for volunteers, and it's something that you can do, have a good time, and help a young person. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Melden Law and Friends.